Welcome to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM. The challenges that Midwest anglers have fishing the Ohio Valley region, it's the drastic change in temperatures and conditions. And I've heard more than a couple, believe it or not, meteorologists say that this is some of the hardest weather to predict anywhere in the world. And I would agree with that, especially back in the days when they would just draw clouds with a sharpie on a piece of plexiglass. It was like a long-standing joke. How in the world can somebody get it wrong so many times and still have a job? But today, it's getting a little bit more predictable, and it's as easy as downloading an app on your smartphone like AccuWeather. And within just a click of a button, you can see exactly when the rain's going to start, when it's going to stop, when the temperatures are going to rise, when they're going to fall. You have barometric pressure readings, you have wind speeds. So now that we have the advantage of knowing when those drastic weather changes are going to happen, if only here in the Ohio Valley we could just get them to mellow out a little bit, stay a little steadier, a little bit more monotone. But that won't ever happen. Friends, this is when it's time to improvise. I always wondered why Dad moved us here anyway. I think we got just north of the Mason-Dixon line and the wheel fell off the Impala. Let's talk finesse here on John Graves Kayak Fishing. With nearly four decades of servicing the tackle industry, American Tackle is still leading the way with innovations and improvements that every angler will appreciate. Being avid anglers and rod builders ourselves, we take pride in offering the ultimate diversity, durability, and above all, the performance. From our award-winning rod components to award-winning angler products, we remain dedicated to providing the very best quality and service to all anglers and the industry brands we so proudly serve. You can join our American Tackle community through our American Tackle Pro Staff Program, comprised of dedicated men and women from around the world who are passionate about fishing, product development, and field testing. It's how I got here. It gives an opportunity to participate in the greater fishing tackle industry, and it provides access to quality product at lower prices. So check them out at www.americantackleanglerproducts.com. Well, if there's one big plus for me out of this COVID-19 stay-in-place order here in Ohio, it's that I've had a wonderful time and really constructive time of practicing the finesse techniques. The three that I have been working on is the Ned Rig, otherwise known as the Midwest Finesse, the Neko Rig, and the Wacky Rig. Now with some pretty easy rigging of these finesse lures, even the person starting out for the very first time can almost guarantee catching bass using these techniques. And for the semi-pro wanting to hit that pro mark like myself, if you don't have these down, you're not going to make that cut. 
This finesse fishing has put hundreds of thousands of dollars in the accounts of anglers everywhere. Now it's a recent phenomenon and it's spreading fast. Let's head over to the pond and talk about just what is so special about this type of fishing. Finally got a break in weather here in southwestern Ohio today. It is absolutely gorgeous outside. I think it's going to top 70 degrees. Perfect, perfect blue sky. There's just a few random clouds. The sun is out and it definitely feels like spring. This past weekend was rough. It was absolutely rough. So I had uh, three tournaments. Uh, one Saturday and then uh, all three running concurrent Sunday, and that's a cool thing about kayak bass fishing, is that you can not compete in one, but two, three, four, five, six, I believe as many tournaments as you'd like, but you might want to keep those tournaments down to just a few. I tried four once, and it got a little confusing. I think I missed submitting a couple fish on one or two of those tournaments that weekend. But uh, the Autism Awareness Kayak Tournament, this may have been their very first one. I believe that there were about 20 anglers have been participating and it goes all week. So we got off to a really good start yesterday at Stonelick Lake while we were also competing in the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing um, 150 mile radius. Originally that kayak uh, tournament was going to be uh, what I consider a home body of water for me. Oh, there's a nice fish right there. There's a nice one. Here we go. Oh, oh, that's a nice bass. That's a nice bass. Allow that parabolic bend to take place. You really can't work these. Ooh, this is a nice fish. It's a really, really nice fish. And uh, this happens on a net rig. Oh, nice, nice. Nice, wow. <laughs> I have to adjust my drag here. So I got a seven foot spin casting rod. You want to allow that parabolic bend to do its work. Oh, this guy's a fighter. Wow. Just a 10 pound line here. Oh yeah, wow, 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 nice female coming in too. Let's get her in, let's get her in. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. Wow, look at her, she's a beauty. I don't think she's quite what I need. Uh, wow, she's a beautiful bird. I'm going to have to take a picture of this one. Hold on. See if I can do this while I'm on this 
app here. This is special. I'm going to take a picture here. I'm going to hit there real quick in the 10 second mode so I can do a good selfie pose. Do that in 10 seconds. Yeah. I even have my uh, Guy Harvey bash shirt on. Yeah. Good one. Good one. One more. Good, good background there. This is what's nice about these sport bass. You can, yeah. There we go. Okay, dear, let me let you back in. You're a beautiful, beautiful girl. There you go. Wow. There she goes. Beautiful stuff right there. Am I still here? Are we still on? Oh, we are. That's exciting. So there we go, man. The Ned Rig, something that I've been practicing literally all all weekend and um, absolutely love it had to figure out the rod thing this is a very delicate little lure the Ned Rig is on the shrooms Z-Man Ned Rig jig there so you don't want to muscle that in. You allow that seven foot spin casting rod. This is a two piece Fenwick Eagle. <laughs> I got maybe $30, $40 maybe in this rod. It's a nice, nice rod. It's a medium seven foot. It's got a fast action tip on it. And that fast action tip just allows you to just do a little dance down there with that net rig. That's all you're doing. I would have liked to caught that one yesterday during the 150 mile radius, I believe that's what we were talking about there. From uh, Blanchester, Ohio, originally that was going to be in uh, Cowan Lake. And I love that lake, it's a lot of fun. That is a stick. It's a lot of fun, and there's usually 30 to 40 kayak anglers that turn out for the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Cowan Lake event, sponsored by Strictly Sail here in Ohio, your Hobie dealer. And uh, I was excited for that, but uh, this whole gathering, this whole uh, social gathering thing kind of Put the poo-poo on that and uh, they changed it to a 150 mile radius so uh, <laughs> we all gathered in groups in other places oh what crazy times we live in kayak anglers kind of you know we social distance by nature and uh, the rain came down rain was super hard but you know what thanks to Another shout out to Kevin Frazier and uh, Hang Outdoor Custom Lures. Check them out on Facebook, Hang Outdoors Custom Lures. And uh, Kevin just puts together some great cranks. I don't know what they do. These fish have never seen anything like them up here in Southern Ohio. And uh, over the past week, I have been just catching big fish in a body of water called stone. There's another one right there. Boy, just taking these things. I was a little late on that one, though. I'm using the peanut butter and jelly right now. The PBJ. Just looks like a little fat 
Nightcrawler falling down through the water there. Extremely, extremely buoyant material that this is made out of. It's coming up a little bit, pulled off of the uh, the shroom's head, and uh, that's, that's why that welded barbs on there. You can also put a little glue, super glue on there if you need to, but you don't need to. Very durable, just make sure that thing's always set and straight. And uh, you notice they stopped biting on that thing after that. That first big bite just tore that thing up off of there and it didn't look right to the rest of them. Very inconspicuous little lure here. But boy, does it put some fish in the boat. You can catch a lot of bass using a finesse technique. Again, for me, it was a big, big improvement, was figuring out that I needed a seven foot medium. I needed that backbone to hold that big fish, but I needed a fast tip, one that can delicately make that little thing dance when it's down in the water. Remember, you don't have to play it too hard. Let that TRD do the work. You're not just pulling some big old jig through the, the muck down there. You're just dancing a little little marionette making it move just a little bit and allow that TRD otherwise known as the turd to do its job I need one more come on come on what a great day and I think those fish are just getting ready to she probably just laid down a whole bunch of eggs there and she's attacking everything that comes her way so I'm expecting a little male to go after this thing. This is a great time of the year. If you want to get kids excited about fishing, get out on a spring day like this during the spawn. And those fish will bite on something as simple as a Z-Man TRD on a shroom's head. It's going to cost you less than 10 bucks. Let that kid run up and down the banks of the creek, the lake, the pond. Everybody will water it and stick that little lure in. I guarantee that kid's going to catch some fish. You're going to be out on the next tournament. And you're going to be confident with your finesse techniques now because you've been practicing. So when that crankbait shuts down, you're not gonna go into panic mode. When you can't power fish anymore, you're not gonna freak out. There's two hours left. You're gonna stay as cool as Kevin Van Dam. And you're gonna have confidence in that finesse technique, whether it's a wacky rig, whether it's a Neko rig, whether it's the old Ned Rig, otherwise known as the Midwest Finesse. Get out there and practice that. You don't need a whole lot of money into it. You really don't, but make sure that you've got a good, good rod and reel setup specifically for finesse fishing. That fish was a keeper. I would have put that one in the bag. Three plus pounds betcha here in southwestern Ohio
I know it's slow. Now, see, I'm looking at the Ned rig right now and the TRD that's on there, and it's just, well, it needs to just straighten it up a little bit. Let that thing do its work. And boy, do they love to hit it when it first hits that water. You can skip up underneath docks really easy using the Ned rig. have about a foot and a half to two foot of clarity here at the Rock and Star Ranch Pond. Over this whole COVID-19 stay in place order that's been placed upon us, I've got probably uh, good uh, 48 hours or so accumulated of just being out here tossing the finesse rigs and I feel absolutely so confident in these I do believe that you need a little visible can't be super muddy although I might be wrong this is a little treat that you just kind of plop right down in your face. You know, like we were up to what, like six meals a day during this whole pandemic? But we were still eating little treats, weren't we? Why? Because they were just put in our face. And that's all this little finesse fishing does, is just putting it right in their face. of fishing. It's just another perfect day to get out there and do some fishing. So right now, I'm going to go dig out of the front seat storage of my Hobie Pro Angler 14. Let's walk outside here. I have just, like, fell in love with the finesse fishing. And, uh, you know, like a lot of things, when we just build up our confidence in something, finally achieve that goal really get excited and then that's the time that you start perfecting it so right now I'm super excited and throughout the next I imagine many months here I'm going to be perfecting my finesse techniques but uh, the more and more I use them the more I realize just what a simple technique it is and it's by far the easiest, I would say, to get a kid started. If you want to get them out fishing, put them on a shrooms, um, Z-Man, Ned rig, right there. All you need is like a one-tenth ounce 
doesn't cost a lot in, in your, your spin casting gear. You, know, you can go out and spend probably 29. In fact, I think I saw a uh, Bill Dance combo, which is perfect to get a kid started. Get them started right. You know, I mean, these kids know what they're doing. They're out there. Look at their finger dexterity of a kid nowadays when they when it comes to playing video games. So right now we're not talking Xbox. We're talking tackle box, right? So I'm tying on a double polymer, which is probably the just the go-to knot for tying on lures. It's a little challenging at first, but again, you know, make it fun for the kids to learn how to tie that on. Maybe have them race you. Kids love to race. And use a lot of spit. <laughs> it's always fun. So, once they get that knot down, and they get confident with that, I'm just tying it on to like a 10-pound fluorocarbon here, nothing special. I don't have anything to cut that line right now, so I'm going to use my teeth, so don't encourage them to do that. Otherwise, you're going to be paying some dental bills. Boom, seven-foot rod. This is a two-piece. This is a Fenwick Eagle. Um, This is... uh, a very very inexpensive rod to use we got it hooked up to a uh, again a shrooms z-man ned rig jig we'll look at that and go what okay so just tie that on it's very innocent looking little lure compared to the ones that you're going to be subjected to and if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm talking to the moms and the dads out there. Anybody that's interested in just getting started with fishing, this might be one of the first ones you really want to develop as a skill. So, for instance, today here in southwestern Ohio, it's cold, you know. Mom, dad, this might be one of the best days to take a kid fishing. Oh, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to fix me a cup of coffee here. Hold on one second. Compliments of my jet boil. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the jet boil, so I'm going to close the door there. Back to the tack room here at the Rock and Star Ranch. Remove all of my soft plastics off of my two-top bar table there, in which stands my Primus Power Gas canister and my jet boil water boiler. I'm going to turn this bad boy on. Boom. It's like starting an F-14. This thing's going to have hot water delivered in approximately 45 seconds to a minute here. So it doesn't take a long time. You can even fix uh, ramen noodles. But I actually store one of these jet boils you can break it down in three pieces you got the can canister the can uh, uh, canister right now the gas canister which has a four season mix in it and then you have the uh, 
burner itself and then the actual canister that holds the water. Um, and it has a really nice ins insulating sleeve that it's wrapped around with a handle, very durable handle that you can slip your hand in there and uh, pour it in the water. But I'm going to make me some coffee here. I'm not sponsored by Folgers Classic Roast Coffee, but I probably should be. Since 1850, Folgers Classic Roast, Tostada Classico, Instant Coffee Crystals. I grew up on this stuff. The first cup of Instant Coffee Crystals I had was when I was about seven years old. And boy, did I have some energy to run around that farm in Ewan County, Kentucky. I was up and down all hundred acres of that tobacco farm drinking Folgers. One of the, didn't have much to look forward to when we went down to the old farm. All my friends would take off down to Daytona Beach, Orlando, or Disney World. It was the new thing back then, you know, in the late 70s and 80s. But we went to Ewan County, Kentucky. But that was one thing I looked forward to. To was having me some Folgers Classic Roast coffee, totally unsupervised the whole three months we were down there. Had uh, two ponds that were located on this property, and uh, I doubt if anything living was in there. Cows beat them up quite a bit, but... Uh, I'd sit out there for days waiting for that bobber to bounce. I wonder if I knew any finesse techniques, if that would have made a difference back then. It was super muddy water, so I doubt if any of those fish could see or smell anything. There were cows walking all over. So right about now, that water's getting warm enough. There we go, that looks good. I'm gonna go ahead and turn that down. I'm not kidding you. I get out there in the middle of a kayak tournament and sometimes I need this, you know. It just feels good on the hands. And it truly is that first part of waking up. Just having a little, looking forward to having a little of this in my cup when I'm out there in that kayak. Boom, perfect. After a while, you get it down. Boom. Again, Jetboil. Check them out, jetboil.com. www.jetboil.com. Check those out. They have all kinds of really cool stoves, expedition-type stoves to little just mini-type stoves that you can throw in a backpack and go out for two or three days out in the wilderness. Or if you're climbing Everest, you got uh, perfect... <laughs> equipment right there to get you down to base camp and on your own and uh, best of luck to you if you decide to do that or I'm out here in the middle of a kayak tournament or just a day of pre-fishing and uh, you know I want a hot cup of coffee or boom instant ramen noodles you can do the same thing there again but boom there you go Folgers I'm not sponsored by Folgers but I probably should be let's head up to the pond right now shall we because we're going to talk just a little bit about this finesse technique. And I think this is a really, really um, 
This is good for the kids and it's good for the moms and dads, good for the grandparents, right? Because what we want to do is we take a kid out, invite them out. We want them to be successful with catching fish. Today's a super first thing that you would say to yourself is like, ah, oh, this isn't a good day for catching fish. And it might not be. But that doesn't mean that days like this are, there sometimes can be some great, great opportunities to get out there and do some fishing. Fish gotta eat, they don't stop. Now, if you are dealing with a little bit of windy situation like we are right now and you can't find a break, and I can find a break here at the, the pond here at the Rocket Star Ranch. This is good pond side fishing. You don't have to have a kayak. You don't have to have an expensive bass boat. You just need to have an inexpensive seven foot rod. Let me get this. Wrapped up around there. Now it always does the whole experience a lot better if the if the parent or the the person who's out there uh, helping the young kid get started fishing knows a little bit about the spin casting rod, or when you're helping them out, pick one out. Get them started on a seven foot one. It might be something that. You know, seems like a big, big, big rod compared to the ones that are more of the kid size, but get them on that seven foot rod. Maybe a 610, but nothing smaller than that because just like the bicycles, they're gonna grow into it. Get them a light medium to a medium, okay? That just means like the, the strength, let's just call that the backbone of the, the rod. And then it's gonna have either like a, fast, medium, or slow, uh, like a tip action. And you're looking for a tip that's pretty sensitive, meaning that you can bend it a little bit, you can play with it, you know, you can have somebody while you're holding that rod just kind of tip, hit that thing with their finger and feel the sensitivity of that tip. Because this is what this technique really depends on, is having a rod that's set up like that. Again, it doesn't have to be an expensive rod. It just needs to work. Temperature right now is 42 degrees. Right? So you'd think that it'd just be a horrible day to go fishing. Well, what happens is just we got ourselves all geared up to actually come out here and just bang out some fish and have a great time and make it easy peasy, but that's not always the situation. No. Fish are just slowing down, a little lethargic. And this is more of a presentation, so you make it a lot of fun for the kid. Make them, make them realize that that's a little puppet down there, like a little marionette. Uh, they're dancing that in front of the fish that are there. Just because the fish aren't biting doesn't mean that they're not there. It's just not biting like they would in other situations, like if the water was a little warmer, if the sun was out. But this technique's all about going for the fish when they're really, really 
slow on the bike. But the fun thing about it is, there's not too many lures out there that work in all conditions. Like when the fish bite is on, they are chowing this technique up. And again, it's just a simple little jig. You teach the kid how to tie that on, or kids, if you're listening to this right now, there's a multitude of YouTube videos down there. You don't have to go find that old sailor in the town anymore to show you how to tie a knot. Just look it up in the YouTube. Double polymer knot, I love it. It's my go-to. I've been tying it for a long time. Super easy, once you get it down, it works for everything. You'll get into some other advanced techniques later on, but this is just about getting started with the finesse fishing. There we go, there's a bite right there. Oh, great bite. Now what's happening? Describe the bite to you. As I'm tossing this out there, and boy, you're gonna feel that bite. Again, it's all about that tip and that rod. You don't have a very heavy line. He just tore that up. We're using the Z-Man TRD. It's a lot of fun because kids, they call it the turd. And it's super buoyant. And they really can't tear it up. Boy, he jerked that one back up off of this welded barb that's on that shroom head. One-tenth ounce. And I'm just laying it down in front of him, right? So that pops down right in front of him. You're going to take up that slack. You're going to keep that slack. You're not going to pull on that lure. You're just going to let it sit there and let that marionette just kind of play there. And let that TRD, that Elastec that it's made out of, just do its stuff. Take your time with the kids doing this and let them feel that first bite. Boy, once they feel that first bite, they realize it's all about patience. Now, there's little different things you can do. You can make it wiggle, 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 wiggle. You can make it jump. But most often, most often, I don't know the percentage, but I would say most often, it's that first plop. When it hits that water, Not only is it a visual bait, but it is a reaction bait. Now this is again, it's the spawn, so it's a great time. You can walk along the banks, ponds, lakes, rivers. I'm confident we're going to catch something here. pair of mallards just fly, flying overhead. This is a technique you could fish at so many different depths too, from one foot to literally to a hundred feet. Not that a lot of people, I'm sure, there was a bite right there. And you're allowing them to bite it, okay? Let them bite it and let them take it. You don't want to yank on this real hard. Again, it's all about the finesse. You're allowing the what's called the parabolic bend of the rod do all of the work. And you're going to see that bend start to happen, okay? The ideal is to keep that slack up. Don't allow that fish to have any slack. And let them tire themselves out. But you're not really setting that hook very sharp. You're not very hard at all. You're not yanking on it. It's a very 
delicate little hook down there that can be bent very, very easy. And, uh, you know, one out of every 10 bass that you catch on a Ned rig is a very, very, very nice bass. And you don't have to be out there a long time to catch that many. That's what's fun about this technique. So this technique's used by professionals and by the ones that really know that the, the bite has just stopped with all of the other techniques, all of the other types of power fishing. If there's that go-to, the Ned Rig right here, super easy to use. Now the other two finesse techniques are just as easy because setting up one, you're kind of setting yourselves up for the other. And when I talk about setting up, I'm just talking about how you're rigging up your, your pole. Again, use an eight pound, 10 pound, 12 pound. Don't want to get too much more than that. At this moment, we're not necessarily fishing for sharks or manatees. So you just need something that's a light line that's gonna allow this finesse bait to do what it does. Now you're working with a different, just a, more of a, your traditional style, straight shank hook. Like say a one or two size. But what's fun with this one is that the kids get to use O-rings getting a little bit more creative with how they set them up. Now you're gonna get into all the, the worm type baits. The figure sticks, the Senkos, the, just all these finesse baits that are out there right now. Dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of colors. Flavors and scents that are a lot of fun to shop for. These baits right now, and even Z-Man, they make themselves. American Tackle makes wonderful uh, plastics. You can check them out on americantackleanglerproducts.com. Tell them Johnny sent you. But now you're just working with a straight shank. An O-ring, you can pick these up anywhere, hardware store and you're slipping that worm through that O-ring and you're just attaching the hook itself to the O-ring. That right there's a wacky rig. And it's a lot of fun because the, it delivers great action, a lot of fun to watch so you can, all the kids out there can just, when you're in about one foot of water, look down, play with that thing, make, make sure you know what that looks like when you're down there dancing it around. You as the marionettist. And then the Neko rig, which is developed by the same person who developed the Wacky rig. Now you're putting a weight, usually on the thicker end of the worm. And that's really driving that worm down into the ground, giving a lot of action. 
You can sit there and play with that a lot more. It really delivers a lot of fun. Really a lot of fun to watch that thing scoot across anything. Grass, you can work it through rocks, round docks, lily pads. It doesn't matter. Along the banks. One thing I really like about this type of simple just fishing and when it comes to beginning getting started into it is that it keeps it keeps the kids looking forward moving forward it's very important they're moving forward and as they move forward with every step they take they're discovering something new and they're finding out something different so you put a seven-foot rod in their hand. Get them used to it right now. Kids are so brilliant with what they can do with their minds and their, their hands and their dexterity. Oftentimes, and most often, it's a little bit harder for us to learn how to ourselves how to teach them to do it. But it's very simple. Again, go to YouTube. How to use a spin casting reel. And you can buy one of these at a garage sale or, again, a brand new one like the Bill Dance Combo for like, you know, 29 39 bucks. Good looking rod and reels. Again, you want a light, medium to a medium, seven foot. It can be a two-piece. This one right here is a two-piece. Cost me $29. Nothing special, but boy, does it catch some fish, and it allows me to do this very delicate, very like, calming. So what you're doing now is you're sneaking in the back door, giving them something to do, giving them something to explore, running that energy out, and mellowing them down. Not the Xbox, it's the tackle box. A real live virtual game. You can do scores, you can make it a challenge. There's so many different things you could do with it. Maybe you roll the dice on who gets uh, what lures. Because right now, I'm using the Z-Man TRD with the Green Pumpkin. I'm not doing very well at all. <laughs> but it was one that I really, I was thinking it would work today. And so now you're going to run into that kid. And even as a beginner, it doesn't matter if you're an adult, if you're my age, and you're just beginning, you're going to get frustrated. and said, oh man, they're not biting this, isn't it? No. They're just not, they just don't like that one. Maybe there's something else that they want. Yeah. And then you think, well, why? You know, what is it about, why would they want something else and just that this, stuff, this was one that we were just hammering some fish on. We had so much fun. Then they go out and invite a friend. All of a sudden, the conditions are just a little bit different. Sun's not out anymore, right? And that friend's all of a sudden not catching any fish. He's looking like y'all like you're just crazy. 
these guys said you caught 30 bass yesterday and I ain't caught nothing. So right, that's no fun, right? Well, it's not because of uh, fish aren't there, fish aren't biting, they're just not biting on what you had yesterday. And why now? So as a kid and as someone who's beginning in this, you said, well, it's probably the conditions. Well, what are those conditions? The sun's just barely coming out of the clouds. We've got a lot of overcast right now, but the sun is coming out. You can see some of that golden glow that's around the banks and stuff. Now, thinking about it, what's really successful for me in this body of water, the pond here at the Rock and Star Ranch, under these conditions is the California Crawl Z-Man. It's got a little red flake in there. Does that red flake have something to do with the sun coming through there with a little gold? And then picking up on that. This is what's fun to talk about. Because now you're going into art, you're going into color, you're going into style, you're going into design. This is a lot of fun. So I guess in short what I'm saying is that when you get out there and you start practicing these finesse techniques, it's a lot more than just tossing a lure out. It's a great time to reflect. It's a great time to just think about your spiritual side. It's calming. It's soothing. It truly is like the Tai Chi of fishing. But for the kids and the ones that you want to keep real excited and real uh, interested, especially during this close down of our nation, when now the parents uh, have to take on even more of a responsibility to be the educator, get them outside, figure out how to do a little finesse fishing yourself don't have to throw a lot of money at it and I guarantee you're going to catch some fish keep changing those plastics colors a lot of times it depends on that I know if I sit out here another maybe I'm fishing too fast Maybe I am. I need to slow down a little bit. Sometimes you just got to even slow down beyond slowing down. <laughs> but that's still even more exciting than sitting at the end of a dock looking at a bobber, right? Maybe not. That's fishing. Doesn't matter what type of fishing you want to do. Power fishing, cane pole fishing, using a Ned rig, jerk bait, Carolina rig, big tuna, big massive hook, chunk of meat on it looking for a 300 pound grouper. Doesn't matter. Any, any type of fishing can be, I guess, considered the Tai Chi 